Work is no longer just about productivity and metrics. It's about people. And when we focus on positivity, communication, belonging, and development, the numbers take care of themselves. This is Work Human Radio, where we talk to authors, researchers, and business leaders about the latest trends making work more human around the world. Here's your host, Mike Wood. Welcome back to another Work Human Radio. My name is Mike Wood. I am your host, and I am thrilled today to be doing another Humans of Work Human episode with the wonderful Joyce Sylvia. Hi, Joyce. Hello. Thanks for having me here, Mike. So, Joyce, you are very active on social media, which I love, and mm-hmm. you constantly sharing our stuff, which I love. But can you tell everybody just kind of like who you are? Like, what do you do here at Work Human? Oh, my goodness. That's always a tough question to answer. So my job title technically is consultant with the strategy and consulting team. We partner with different departments and teams across WorkHuman to help support our clients, particularly once a client has signed and we're designing their recognition programs or their performance development programs and getting them ready for launch and then also for long-term sustainment. But as you suspect, my background is in communications, hence my love of social media and sharing things. And I like to think that I bring some of that communications background into helping our clients succeed. So how did you find out about WorkHuman? What brought you here? It will come as no surprise to you, my true to a lot of the employees that we have here. I was a referral. So they often say, right, the best employees come from Mm -hmm. other employees And clearly, when you love a place where you work, you want to have other people join you as well. So my referral here was actually Colleen Finnerty, who coincidentally, right, handles employee communications here at WorkHuman. So we come from similar backgrounds. And I like to spin the story this way. So we're friends clearly outside of the workplace. We have kids roughly the same age. Colleen had attended a birthday party for my oldest daughter, and it was... uh, unicorns and rainbow themed. And I went all out. I'm a baker. I had themed desserts and decorations and things. And we happened to be chatting at the party. And I was just feeling like unsatisfied in life and wanting a new career challenge. And she was looking at, I think, how I had matched everything for the party. And she's like, you know, I think you would really like Work Human or Global Force at the time. And I didn't realize what she quite meant until I started here, clearly. But just the attention to detail, how we make every little experience fun has really translated through. So I like to say it was a birthday party that really got the wheels in motion for Colleen to recommend WorkHuman as a great place to work. Well, that's great. Did you work at Monster at one point? I did work at Monster. Yep. There is a group of us. uh, Big group of you. A big group of us, although I would have to say Wayfair is giving us a run for the money as well. (laughs) But right. So Colleen and I met through that monster network and I am connected with a few other work human employees that were also at Monster. Great. It's a small world, (laughs) especially in the Boston tech market. So um, (laughs) you mentioned that you're a baker and I love the fact that you're a baker and the stuff that you make and you bring in is always great. But what are your go-to recipes? Oh my goodness. I would say just based on response, both here and at previous roles, I make chocolate chip cookie dough brownies that are... You're the one who makes those? I'm the one that makes those. Oh, they're really good. For uh, Work Human Thanksgiving or Global Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's funny. I'm not much of a chocolate fan myself, so a lot of the desserts I make are actually made for other people, but 
I do chocolate Rolo cookies that are popular. I'm like a bake sale type of baker. I like doing cookies and bars. I, I don't do fancy types of desserts, but it does bring me joy to see people eating and loving my baked goods. Now, does that translate into some of like the regular cooking or do you oh my stay God. away from that? I am a horrible cook in it. I don't understand it because clearly I can follow a recipe, but I think I kind of attribute it to my upbringing. I became a baker because I grew up with a Korean mother who did not bake. She did not grow up with baked goods in her life. So I kind of became a baker out of necessity. If I wanted to eat something sweet. I had to make it myself. And I guess in the same vein, while my mother is a fabulous cook of Korean food, American foods were a little tougher. They came out of cans and things like that. So I think that's definitely influenced my culinary expertise or my culinary leanings. But yeah, I would say definitely a baker, not so much of a cook. And I wish I could feed my family better. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm curious, do Koreans bake? Is it just not a big thing in Korea? I, You know, I would suspect in the modern day and age, there are probably Koreans that cook. And I know they're eating more, let's say, air quotes, American style types of foods. Mm-hmm. But definitely my mother grew up in post-war South Korea. And, you know, there weren't dairy products. So, I mean, you're taking away butter and milk, you know, yep. some of the key cornerstones. And I would say sweets were traditionally more in the form of fruits. So like the American style approach to desserts, you know, is truly footed in American culture. But it's funny, I have a long history. I started baking, believe it or not, for school projects. Like I remember baking for a project in second grade. I think it was a report on Sweden and I made Swedish nut wafers. I found a recipe in a cookbook. And I have memories leading through grad school baking for graduate presentation. And I think this is another shared uh, commonality that you and Mike have too for grad school is we both went to Emerson. Oh. Yeah. Did you bake for any of your classes? I didn't know that you went to Emerson for grad school. What was your degree in? Integrated marketing. Me too. Uh, We must have just missed each other. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. I graduated 2006. Okay. So there might've been some overlap. I can't believe we weren't in some of the same classes. I think I graduated, I want to say I graduated in 2006 as well. It might have been 2005. Oh, oh, well, whatever. (laughs) We must have just missed each other. (laughs) So just in kind of like my travels, I've noticed that Korean barbecue Mm, is really taking off. Yes. As a Korean. Why do you think that that's... Because it's so tasty. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Beyond that. I think it's just, you know, Korean food... I think the world in particular has just gotten more global in terms of its perspective, and that's translated over into food. I find kimchi is another thing that's become highly popular. Like you see kimchi flavored things or sauces or kimchi burgers, and I'm always surprised. My family and I have always joked, if you didn't grow up eating kimchi, I'm surprised that people actually like it that haven't grown up eating it. And my husband is actually one of those people. Didn't have any real Asian food until we started dating, and he loves kimchi, and I don't know why. (laughs) I love it because I have a Korean mother. I don't know why he likes it, but... (laughs) Now, does that include, like, kombucha? Is that a... No, I think that's not... It sounds like something that should... I actually, because I don't like kombucha myself, I have no clue what its roots are. okay. Yeah, but not Korean. So before I worked here, I worked for public television, and Mm -hmm. one of the last shows I worked on... I think it was released on Netflix, but it was The Mind of a Chef. And the first season had David Chang, who was a Korean-American 
guy. And that was kind of my introduction into Korean food. And kimchi is the cabbage that you put underground yes. and let it rot. <laughs> <laughs> Ferment, I think, is the okay. technical term. Just, but I, yes, yes. <laughs> and I was just amazed. But like his popularity took off because he started infusing a bunch of like Korean tastes into Americanized, I guess, dishes. Right. and. You see a lot of those fusion type restaurants. So I'm glad that all the cultures are coming together and good food is still good food no matter where you go. <laughs> exactly. I love it too. And I feel like that's the new American ideal, right? Is the blending of cultures and creating new things. So Yes, yes, <laughs> that is great. So you can bake, I'll cook, I'll bring my Instant Pot in. <laughs> I am a huge Instant Pot fan when I actually do get to cook and it's not just something quick to make to get my daughter to stop screaming or <laughs> a pregnant wife to start screaming. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so we have a chili cook-off coming up. Yes. Are you going to be participating? It's funny. I saw the notice come out for it. I have participated in the past. I actually don't mind cooking in a crock pot. I'm all about dumping ingredients in and letting the <laughs> crock pot do the magic. Maybe it's the act of cooking that I don't excel at, but... I've done a white turkey chili in the past. Oh, you were the one who did the white turkey chili. Yeah. Okay. I think it was pretty decent, but I think it's hard to beat a regular red type of chili with these types yeah, of competitions. Yeah, it's tough with the flavors and stuff. I've done the chili cook-off every year. I mm -hmm. love, love chili and the slow cooker. Um, I love fall, and so fall right. to me is, you know, slow cooker Sunday with the football on yes. and have chili going. I thought about this year doing a whammy joke chili. Oh. Uh, because what we do here is we have all these different chili pots, and you don't know who made them. You have the ingredients there, mm -hmm. and then you can take a little bit of each and you vote. But I want to put one with like really weird ingredients. And so I can just sit back <laughs> and watch people like eat it. Like, right. so, like I have like grape soda, like other random, really random stuff. Yes. But I don't want to get fired. <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to say, knowing your personality, I knew where you're going with the name of that chili. <laughs> but I would say maybe the joke would be on you and that mix of odd ingredients would turn into something incredibly delicious and you could that end up winning be, the competition. <laughs> that would be really funny if grape soda soda all of a sudden turned into like the best chili. It could. Um, Great I chili. probably won't do it just because I'm nervous. <laughs> um, we shouldn't release this podcast yeah, until yeah, after yeah. the chili competition. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you like best about the work that you do here mm -hmm. at WorkHuman? That is an easy answer. So I've spent my whole career working internally with different companies, and I love the perspective of working at WorkHuman and knowing my day will change day to day with each new client that comes across. And we really get an inside perspective and view into what that company culture is, what their values are, what their employees are like. And I get to visit a lot of these sites. So I love that perspective. I love that I get to work with these companies to help do something great for their employees and make sure they're being recognized for their great work. And it's just fun for me to be along for the ride. It's never boring. <laughs> That's great. I love the positivity that you bring to the office. I've yet to see you angry or upset. <laughs> I'm it, sure happens. it happens. I am uh, annoyingly perky, I do admit. <laughs> <laughs> well, your whole team is annoyingly perky. Yes, yes. <laughs> but we like because you're working with clients and we, we want happy right. people to work. I found my people. We're in the right place. <laughs> so you're very active on Twitter. What is your Twitter handle just so people can follow you? It's at Joyce C. Sylvia. At Joyce C. Sylvia. Sylvia. All right. We'll send it around with this podcast, but I want to thank you for taking the time to share your story a little bit with us. And mm -hmm. we love having you here. So. Oh, good. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you for helping me feel like a celebrity for a day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <All right. laughs> 
If you want to see business leaders, culture keepers, and industry experts come together to share the latest research and ideas for making work more human, you need to be at Work Human Live in 2020, May 11th through the 14th in San Antonio. Visit WorkHuman.com to see the full lineup of speakers and reserve your spot in the number one conference of 2020, 